And if you are a new coach, do not run ads. And here's why. Until you have your sales funnel set and you know you can convert clients and get people to say yes to hiring you consistently, running ads is just setting money on fire. Welcome to season five of the Coach Pony podcast, and we are here to help you get paid to coach. And sometimes to move forward, you just need your questions answered. In this Bridgerton theme season of the podcast, join me and date coach Bobby Palmer as we answer your burning questions about your coaching business so you get more clients. After building six and seven figure businesses of our own, we've learned a few things. So with that, let's get down to business. Dear Coach Pony, everyone is telling me to run social media ads to find coaching clients, but I don't know how to run ads and I hate social media. What do I do? Can I get clients without spending all that money? Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast, and I am so excited for this episode. One minor programming note, Bobby Palmer is on vacation, my usual partner in crime, but today we have Suhab Abdali. is the director of growth marketing here at Coach Pony. And over the course of his career, he's run millions and millions of dollars of ads on different platforms. He specializes in Google for us here at Coach Pony. And we've run close to a million dollars worth of ads ourselves. So, you know, we're not spring chickens on this. Um, and so I just wanted to introduce Suhab and welcome him. Hello, Suhab. Hi, Christy. I'm really excited to be here. I'm missing Bobby along with you, but uh, hope to have a fun conversation about ads and digital marketing. Yes. And normally I would ask you your thoughts, but I have to admit, I'm so excited about this topic. I just have to get something out before we begin. So my hot take on whether you should run ads as a new or growing coach on any ad platform, Facebook or anything is no, don't do it. The greatest trick that Facebook ever pulled in particular was convincing us that we needed ads to be successful in our businesses. Facebook is the Kaiser Sose in my usual suspects reference here. And it's a lie. You do not need to even be on social media organically or not. And you definitely do not need to run ads as a newer growing coach to be successful. There are so many free organic platforms that will suit you. And I want you to figure out what suits you. You don't have to do something you don't like to be successful as a coach um, out there that you can use. And if you're curious about any of these or what to do about it, go to coachpody.com forward slash marketing. We have a free training on how to market your coaching business organically for free. Close to 8,000 coaches have taken and downloaded and taken this training and it's, it's free. It's there for you. So go sign up and take it if you're interested. And if you are a new coach, do not run ads. And here's why. Until you have your sales funnel set and you know you can convert clients and get people to say yes to hiring you consistently, running ads is just setting money on fire because you're just spending money to get people to something that you don't know even works. So we need you to have a, be clear on what you're doing as a coach in terms of your offer and to be clear on how you're getting people to say yes and be comfortable in sales conversations or in emails or sales pages and be comfortable in your sales funnel. So again, I cannot emphasize this enough until that back end stuff is set up, those systems 
And we talk about how to do that and build a real business if you want our help. But until you do that, you're just going to waste your money on ads. So please don't do that. And I know some of you are out there in Facebook groups, free Facebook groups full of new coaches. And someone says, oh, I just ran ads and I got clients. And you think, oh, I can do it too. Please, I implore you, question them because I can guarantee you that almost all of them maybe ran one ad and got one client, but they're not doing it successfully or repeatably. And that's what we need to do to have a successful coaching business. So don't do it until you've got your sales funnel and everything set up. And also consider not doing it at all initially because there's so many free ways to get clients that'll be less stressful for you that might suit your style better. So that's my soapbox. But I also want Suhab to share his perspective of someone who's managed, you know, tremendous amount of money in ads across different ad space, but especially Google, to talk about why he thinks you probably shouldn't do this right away either. So, Suhab, what are your thoughts? Yeah, thanks, Christy. I, I would um, kind of climb up on the soapbox with you too. I am I'm a big fan of digital marketing. I I kind of enjoy it. I've spent a lot of my career working in that space. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there to help connect with the right audience and potentially with the right customer. But it's it's tricky and it's complicated. And I do think it's a little bit more complicated than than sometimes people think. Uh, I think there is a, a narrative out there that Facebook ads, for example, are, are very easy for a small business to just kind of set up and start getting amazing results and getting amazing customers. But to your point, from a CEO's perspective, from a business owner's perspective, uh, when you really think about the the return on the investment or the return on the ad spend ROAS, which is kind of the the, the term in this industry, a lot of the the numbers aren't as rosy as sometimes people think they are. Uh, a lot of times, people can spend a lot of money uh, on on all these ad platforms and get very 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 little tangible result. Uh, it's very common for people to get uh, a lot of traffic and kind of get a lot of the wrong people who are not interested in buying what you're selling and. Uh, that's like a very, very, very easy mistake to make. And so the next thing you know, you've spent three figures, four figures, five figures in money, and you've gotten very, very, very little to show for it. I think also people don't understand the ad platform as each ad platform, whether it's Google, Facebook, they're all different and they're all an enormous beast, but they have some things in common that you have to learn. There's a huge skill set you have to learn to navigate that. And I would love to have for you to speak a little bit more to the type of things a coach is going to need to learn in order to run ads successfully. Yeah, it's it's a great point. Um, there's a lot of diversity of ad platforms, but at the end of the day, it's basically about matching with the right audience and bringing them to you so that you can do something with them. We'd like to think about four categories that we can kind of walk through and kind of talk about areas that you need to kind of think through and sort of get organized and keep on top of. So the first one is is really the backend that you'd mentioned, your your website. So what's going to happen when somebody comes to your website? Um, are they going to have a, a good experience? Is uh, what you're talking about on your website aligned with the ad that you that you put in front of them on a, on a social media platform? And does your website work the right way? Is it is it going to load correctly? Is it uh, readable on a mobile device? All those factors really impact how efficient your ads are. And, and mistakes in these places can really uh, cost you a lot of money and get very little result. If I could jump in real fast, what that means is if your website is slow or if you say, oh, I'm going to sell you, um, here's an ad on how to buy tennis rackets and I land on your website and it's an ad about like how to buy dress shirts, um, you know, it's not aligned, things like that, um, mm -hmm. the ad platform is going to ding you 
and your ads are either going to be not be shown or be way more expensive. So just to like put that in perspective. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the back end website, call to action, offer, yeah. all of that needs to be fast, up to speed, and within the parameters the ad platform wants. So Suhab, sorry, I interrupted. What's the next thing? And before we leave that, there's another there's another kind of set of backend things that need to be set up correctly, which is that you need to have your conversion tracking set up correctly. So this is generally getting into things like Google Analytics and Google Tag Manager and some technology on your website. It's not incredibly difficult. You can absolutely learn how to do this stuff, but it's something that you need to attend to. It's something you need to worry about before you start sending ads. You need to be able to create a feedback loop with the ad platform so that you're teaching the ad platform whether you're getting the right traffic or the wrong traffic. This is critically important. If you don't set this up correctly, you will be getting the wrong people. You'll be spending money on the wrong people coming to your website and doing nothing. And and you're not going to have the feedback system in place to tell Google or Facebook or LinkedIn or whomever that that you're on the wrong track. So setting up the, mm -hmm. the technology to track conversions is really, really, really essential. Your website needs to work correctly. It needs to be aligned with what your ads are saying. And you need to have the backend technical infrastructure set up. It's not rocket science, but it can be a little tricky. And you definitely need to make sure that it's set up correctly. Once you feel really kind of confident that your website and your offer and your uh, web experience is working correctly, and then that conversion tracking uh, feedback loop is set up correctly, you need to think about the audience. You need to think about who you're trying to advertise to. So as you mentioned at the top, Christy, there's a lot of different types of ad platforms. You know, Facebook is obviously one of the most, one of the biggest in the world. There's a lot of ways to dial in who you're targeting your ads towards. So you can do it based on demographics and, and interests and, um, you know, network community network features, all sorts of different ways. Uh, there's a lot of options and frankly, it can be quite, it can be quite overwhelming. Uh, it would be very easy to set up an audience that's much too broad and you're getting the wrong type of people. So you're getting people who aren't at all interested in your services, who maybe are interested in your services, but are not ready to buy right now. Uh, or, or any uh, other types of problems. For example, you could easily be getting people in the wrong market or people who can't afford your services. It's very easy to expand your audience to be way too big. Can I give a concrete example here for this one? So here at Coach Pony, we help new and growing coaches build a business full of happy paying clients so you can work full-time as a coach doing what you love. And so if we spend all of our ad money on um, best coaching school or how to get certified as a coach, which is a really broad, great search term, we're going to attract people who probably aren't ready to start building their business yet. They're just exploring. They're just looking for certification programs. Maybe they'll become a coach, maybe not. Or even if they're ready to become a coach, they're still going to need to go through certification. So they're months away from being ready to build a business and go full time. So these, like, this sounds like a great audience for us, but it's not. What we want is people who are looking for how to find clients and who are, you know, digging into how do I sell coaching and how do I market coaching? Because these folks understand and are ready more for business help. You know, they're there, they're further along, they're a little bit more ready for the type of work that we do. But it's really easy to get distracted by those bigger search buckets, but not realizing that you're actually getting the wrong type of people. Maybe they'll be the right type of people eventually, but they're not ready yet. Yeah, absolutely, Christine. I, I think the idea of where your potential audience is falling on kind of the sales funnel, right? So assuming that you are talking about people who might be interested in buying your services, they could be trying to buy those services today, right now, immediately, which is amazing if you can get in front of those people. Or they might be maybe down the road kind of invest, you know, in invested in that or interested in that. So maybe six months from now, they'll graduate from their certification program and they'd want to work with Coach Pony, hypothetically. 
I will say one of the really kind of interesting things here is that the ad platforms kind of tend to fight you on this a little bit. So the ad platforms sort of want to keep expanding your audience because they want to keep getting you to buy more of their ad inventory. So in our case, we have that exact challenge that we're trying not to advertise to people who are thinking about going to a coach training program because they're probably not ready to join Build a Real Business or, or become part of the Coach Pony community in the near term. Maybe they are down the road and that's great. And you know, we'd love to talk to people interested in coaching. But at the end of the day, we really want to be focused on people who are a little closer to maybe wanting to invest in building their actual coaching business, building their coaching practice. That said, Google and to some extent, Facebook and the other ad platforms are constantly trying to get us to get in front of a bigger audience. So there's a lot of pitfalls in having your audience be too broad. Uh, and there's a little bit of a tug of war with the ad companies because they're trying to get you to, to basically buy more ad inventory. So that's a real risk. So we've talked about website, we've talked about call to action and offer, we've talked about the backend digital tracking, and now the audience needs to be right. Okay, what else do you have to learn about to do this? The other elements are, are kind of related. It's it's copy and creative. So basically, the, the actual ad message or ad content itself is usually, uh, let's call it ad copy, and then the creative element. So particularly if you're in a more visual medium like like TikTok or YouTube or Facebook, uh, you're probably going to be serving up uh, at least images and and increasingly video in order to to build your ads. So when you talk about Google search, there's there's no images and there's no ads. It's all text. So in some ways, it's kind of easier, although you have to be really really precise with what your what your words are actually saying. But at the end of the day, when you're making ads, you need to come up with um, compelling marketing copy that kind of catches people's attention, but then also sort of explains why they should click on the ad. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, you have to pair it with uh, with creative, with images and videos that are, again, you know, compelling, interesting, capture the attention of somebody scrolling down their their feed, their their Facebook page or their TikTok experience, and grabs their attention enough to stop them from doing what they were trying to do and click on your ad. And that can actually become um, really challenging. People who spend a lot of time and effort in these kinds of ads uh, usually end up testing a lot of different variations. So they end up having to write lots of different versions of ads. They produce lots of different images and lots of different videos. And then they actually put kind of put them out there and spend a certain amount of money testing those things. It's a big investment, a big level of, of effort. And Christy, I know you've got uh, some sort of worse stories on this. When we've run big Facebook campaigns, even though we're working with a Facebook agency that's incredibly talented and capable, how much time do you spend writing ad copy, reviewing ad copy, approving ad copy and creative? Um, that's a really good question because I think a lot of people think, oh, ads are easy. I just turn them on and I'm done and I get clients. Um, and even when you have an ads manager, that's not the case. So I, I mean, I spend hours every time we have a big, uh, especially a big Facebook ad campaign, looking at creative. Um, they write our ad copy traditionally and come up with a creative, but sometimes I actually rewrite it depending on what's happening. I often have to give them a bunch of stuff ahead of time so they can even figure out what the best copy is, um, the landing page, and then I have to look at the creative and approve it. And it's it's way more time consuming than I ever imagined you know, years ago thinking about it. And it's not easy, it's not easy. So I just, I have to, you know, I, I keep repeating myself because I just, I hate how we've all been misled by thinking ads are like just a quick button you flip and all of a sudden you've got clients and that is not 
the case. So I'm glad you brought that up, Suhab. And so to recap, if you decide to run ads, which you shouldn't as a newer growing coach, probably, especially as a new coach, then you need to get good on website, CTA offer, digital tracking on your website, the audience, which you'll have to fight the platform on a little bit because they want you to go broader probably than you want your copy and your creative. So that's really, really time consuming and it's a lot of skills to learn. And if you hire out for it, you're going to spend a lot of money and it's going to still take a lot of time. So I just want to be as brutally honest as I can for anyone who has rosy dreams about ads. Did I miss anything, Suhab? No, no. I, I think those four categories, sort of the, the infrastructure, the back end on your website, finding the right audience, dialing into the right audience, and then kind of the, the written marketing copy and then the, the creative, the visual and video content, those are all four major pillars to be successful in digital marketing. I'd say there's sort of a fifth that kind of underlies all of this, which is then um, it's a review and optimization, right? So to your point, it's absolutely not push a button and automatically you get customers flowing towards you. But even when you set these things up, then the next thing you need to kind of do is is kind of go in and, and start watching them. I look at our ad performance every day. Uh, I, I look at our ad performance uh actually multiple times a day, but you know, for practical purposes, I look at it every day. Every week, I download a bunch of data and put it together and kind of analyze it. And, you know, we have a pretty robust ad campaign, but, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not, you know, Walmart, we're not a, we're not a fortune 500 company that's spending gazillions of dollars. If you are um, aspiring to really <laughs> invest a lot of money in digital advertising, you're definitely going to spend a lot of time uh, reviewing the performance and making sure all of those things are working correctly uh, together. And then you also get confronted with some other things is that things change. Um, things change in, in the advertising space all the time. Uh, there's seasonality. There's times when um, certain types of ads are more expensive because lots of people are, are spending money on those platforms. Um, there's times when you have an ad that's been working really well for, for a little while and all of a sudden it kind of stops working well. There may be changes to the algorithms, you know, fam famously Google and Facebook, you know, cha make changes to their algorithms. There may be other outside changes like um, some of the privacy changes that Apple's been rolling out over the last couple of years, which have had huge, huge, huge impacts to ad performance. So you're constantly monitoring and you're constantly um, having to potentially make changes to to your website or to your ad copy or to like changing your audience and dialing your audiences in. So not only do you have to kind of worry about all four of those things, you also have to kind of worry about reviewing them and making sure that they're still valid and they're still working the way that you expect. So if you want to do things organically and find other solutions, if we've scared you enough, I mean, ads are, can be really effective once you get a lot of stuff set up, right? But if you're earlier in the journey, go to coachpony.com forward slash marketing and you can grab that free class and get some ideas for yourself to help you. Tea time, milady. It's time to spill the tea. You know, to be honest, we're definitely not perfect as well. We've definitely had our own uh, stories to tell about all these things. And I'd love for you to, to spill the tea a little bit. Okay, awesome. This is, I've got so many stories about ads because, you know, all of this information we're sharing with you is hard won. Um, Revolutionary Club is my first coaching business. It still exists. If you're curious, it's about career coaching. And I didn't run ads for years initially. I got clients through public speaking and then through writing on LinkedIn and other places. So just blogging and writing got me a tremendous amount of clients. And then eventually I decided I wanted to scale up, you know, after we sort of hit a quarter million dollars, I thought, okay, I need to do a little bit more here. So I looked into ads 
And I first hired someone, I fell for the Facebookness of it all. This is many years ago. And I hired someone to teach me how to do it, but I'm not very data oriented. And so I learned the basics, but I didn't have any success on my own. And the company was successful enough that I thought it was worth it to then hire an ads manager. And after investing you know, a certain amount of money in consulting, I just decided the best thing I can do is pay the most amount of money possible. And that way I'll get the best ads manager which was such a stupid decision. So I hired a super expensive ads manager who I'm sure is fairly good at their job, but what they weren't good at was working with someone who was newer without a lot of infrastructure in place for ads tracking. And she didn't set my expectations at all. So I hired her and I was like, I want you to work for me for like a month and a half during a launch. And we'll run, we'll just blanket the universe and ads and I'll get a lot of business that way, yada, yada. And she didn't tell me like, that's a terrible plan because we need to do testing. And until we sort of test and build the audiences, which will take some time, we won't know if our ads will be as effective as they could be. And so we might waste money, right? She also didn't audit my sales funnel at all. And now, you know, this time I was an experienced coach. I had sales funnels that I knew converted. I'd made a lot of money. You know, I was making over a quarter million dollars annually. But, um, she didn't just didn't double check to make sure everything was set up right or offer me any feedback on that at all. So, you know, we did this big launch, what felt like a big launch for me at the time. I think I only spent like 20 or $30,000, but that was like an insane amount of money for me at the time to spend on ads. And, uh, it was, you know, we weren't profitable. Like we really, I think we broke even, I don't even know if I made any money after it. I think I just might've paid Facebook and paid her essentially. And so it took me a little bit of time to, to recover from that and to accept that I made a couple of poor decisions in a row. And then to find an ads manager who was like, the first thing we're gonna do is look at your sales funnel and then we're gonna do testing. And so you can't just sign me for a month and a half. You have to commit to like three to four months to so we can make sure that the ads even work, right? So, you know, looking back, I'm kind of embarrassed at my decision-making process. I just thought if I throw money at the problem, it'll be solved, but that wasn't it at all. And I didn't get the service that I wanted and my business didn't get the help that it needed. And it took me a few months to kind of recover. And I just share this to say that even if you're experienced and you've got your sales funnels in place and all this other stuff, and even if you teach yourself how to do it, and even if you then hire what you think is the best expert possible, it still might not work for you. There's still a lot of pitfalls out there. Um, so I'm hopeful that this podcast will help you identify some of them so you won't make the same mistakes I did. Um, and if you're curious about who my ads manager is now for Facebook, it's Rita Berry, ritaberry.co. She's wonderful. And of course, see how runs all of our Google ads and the rest of our ad portfolio because these ad platforms are really, really different. So we require different expertise on them. But that's my embarrassing story. It all worked out in the end, as you know, like we've spent tremendous amount of money on ads since then, and it's definitely worked, but it's worked because we've gotten everything set up correctly. We're willing to test, we're patient, all of that other stuff. So again, don't, there's so many more ways to make money. I made six figures public speaking. I made multiple six figures writing. There's a lot of ways to do it without having to spend a dime on ads. I had a story that was kind of from the other direction, more kind of from the ad agency perspective um, that ended up having kind of a similar result, although it wasn't as dramatic. Uh, I have a, actually an old friend of mine who runs a small business. He's not a coach, but he does more of a, uh, he's more in the kind of education and tutoring space. His business was not growing very quickly. Uh, almost all of his customers and students were from referrals. So he, you know, had been in the same place for a long time in the same town and he had a, a you know, a reasonably lively business, but he wanted to grow. 
And so he asked me about Facebook ads. He had heard that Facebook ads were um, fairly easy. He had sort of heard stories of people getting lots of getting lots of clients in, in his industry uh, through Facebook ads, and he kind of asked me to think about it. So my first question was him was, "Well, do you do you even have a website?" And he he said, "Oh yeah, I set up a website recently." He he shared it with me. I took a look at it. So it was a single page website, and it was a description of his services. There was no opt in form. There was really no way to contact him. And I don't even think it had his phone number on it. So my first question was, maybe you kind of see where we're going with this kind of line of inquiry is like, okay, well, if you ran a Facebook ad to your webpage that doesn't even have your phone number on it or any way to contact you or any way to sign up for anything, what's going to happen? I mean, he didn't understand that that was kind of necessary, right? That you you might even be able to find the right people on Facebook that you're interested in in interacting with. But if you don't give them something, some way to interact with you or some way to sign up for something, it's extremely unlikely that they're going to come to your website, really want to work with you, and then figure out, spend a lot of effort on how to connect with you. Um, his experience of uh, business growth is all about referrals. So he has happy customers and they help bring him more happy customers, which is great. So when he started to think about something completely different, um, he was really unaware of like all the things that you need to make sure that you figure out. Uh, when we discussed some of the things that he might want to do to potentially use ads, he decided that it wasn't worth it and that he'd rather kind of double down on doing what he was doing and kind of try to grow that way. So it's not just coaches, everyone. A lot of business owners make this mistake. And um, so if you've made it or you're thinking about making it, you're not alone. Just heed what we've said so you don't waste money. That's what we want. We want to just make sure you're not wasting money and you don't burn out as a coach before you ever get anywhere. So Suhab, I'd love to do some homework. Do you want to do some homework? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's tee up some things to think about. There's a lot to think about in this space. Yes, there's so much. Before we do, let me just pause because the Coach Pony podcast is brought to you by two things: chocolate and awesome. And today, the chocolate is pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. So you just take a box of spice mix a can of pumpkin pie filling and as many chocolate chips as you decide, and then mix it all together, bake for 20 minutes, and you have magic in your mouth. So just throwing that out there. I love three ingredient recipes. And the awesome of, of course, is jumpstart your business boot camp. So if you are like, man, I don't think I'm ready for ads or even marketing. I got to work on my offer and I got to work on my sales and I got to work on my pricing and all that other stuff before I'm ready to even get out there and market my business. Then, oh my gosh, get yourself into Jumpstart Your Business Bootcamp over at Coach Pony. Go to coachpony.com forward slash bootcamp. We will cut through the crap and teach you in 12 days the most important things you need to set up your business so that you become irresistible to your clients. And that's the easiest way to get them to say yes, is that they just love what you do. So uh, coachpony.com forward slash bootcamp. Okay, so Suhab, what is the first piece of homework? First piece of homework is to think about how you most like to communicate, whether it's writing, networking, public speaking, social media, whatever it is, to try to understand what you like, what really gets you out of bed in the morning. And the second thing is to choose one thing to focus on in terms of your marketing so that you can really get into it. Listen, you can do like 12 things really mediocre to poor. Like you can post on LinkedIn and TikTok and try to do an Instagram reel every you know couple of weeks or whatever, and you'll get nowhere. 
But if you do less, you'll do it better. And that's how you'll stand out as a coach. Yeah, absolutely. And similar to that, it's homework item number three, which is treat it like a research project where you spend time learning how to be good on that platform. As you said, uh, there's a lot of little gotchas on all these different platforms. They're all a little different. They all have their own best practices. You can spend some time researching those things, learning what other people are doing, uh, and and start to get uh, a lot more focused and better at, at what your chosen platform is. And if you go to coachpony.com forward slash marketing for that free training, we'll talk about a bunch of different platforms that are free and available to you. So you can kind of get a deeper idea if you're curious. And then the last one is to be consistent. And this is something I see a lot of coaches failing on. What you have just said in terms of really learning the platform and then actually being on it and engaging on it. So whether your platform is podcasting or one-on-one -on -one networking or YouTube or um, public speaking or writing, it doesn't matter. You need to be consistently doing that marketing activity and devoting time to it almost every day during the work week so that you are just visible, you're out there, and that consistency is how you build your brand and you start to attract clients and you become better at it. You're not gonna be great at whatever platform you pick on day one. You need to give yourself practice to get good. So you gotta be consistent so you can get good quickly. And I think that wraps it up. Anything, any final thoughts on this topic you have? You know, the message here is loud and clear. Like ads are kind of complicated. They're maybe more complicated than you think, and you should you should enter into them um, really carefully. I absolutely 100% believe that. I will say um, ads are great. I, I love ads. Um, I think advertising allows you to access lots of people, you know, but people all over the world that are, you know, potentially interested in, in working with you. But that said, you, you have to, you have to do the right work to to go there. It's a little bit like this classic, you know, crawl, walk, run. Well, well, ads are kind of like dancing the tango. It's not something that you can just start at the beginning. You need to learn how to crawl, and then you need to learn how to walk, then you need to learn, and then you can start doing some of the intricate stuff that's required to be successful in ads. And if you don't, you can end up spending a lot of money with very little result. We just want to make your life easy, and we don't want you to waste your money. So that's why we're giving you in this feedback and I hope it was helpful. Um, and so if it was, you know, like, or subscribe to the coach pony podcast, we'd love to have you keep listening and feel free to share it with a coach who may need to hear this just so that they don't waste their money either. And with that, we will see you on the next episode. As always, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with another coach. And if you need more practical business help, for the love of chocolate, please go to coachpony.com and sign up for a free guide and business training designed to help you get paying clients. We'll see you over at www.coachpony.com.